G'day, g'day. Welcome to another episode of Not the Wikipedia Weekly. It's the 30th of July. It's 2008. Uh, and this is episode number 29. The 29th episode of Not the Wikipedia Weekly. I'm Private Musings, your host for today. Uh, and we've got our regulars, Derova. Hello. And Phil. Hi. Now, this is the first episode we've done since Wikimania. Uh, and we've got quite a few regulars on the podcast who... Uh, have been to Egypt and back, and uh, we'll be talking to them probably next episode or before too long. There's a lot to talk about. They recover. (laughs) (laughs) They have to remain near the bathroom, I gather. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll we'll cover Wikimania, and I'll just do a little shout-out, if you like, or a little advert for the Wikipedia Weekly guys who have got extensive coverage. Uh, You know, our our budget didn't quite stretch to... uh, to leaving the house, let alone getting to Egypt. So uh, we, we couldn't follow those guys over there. But if you're interested in hearing reports from Wikimania and all about it, then do head over to the Wikipedia Weekly pages where they can fill you in. Uh, I thought we'd kick off today by talking, just talking around a little bit about this, not the Wikipedia Weekly, how the Skype channel works. What exactly is this thing that we're doing? Um, if you're listening, you'll know that we cover topics related to Wikimedia and Wikipedia and we Basically, just chat the facts and chew the cud. That's one way of describing it. Um, but what you probably don't know is that uh, when we're not recording, the both the Skype public chat uh, and indeed voice chats are, are pretty active. Um, if you're a, a sort of semi-active or very active Wikipedian, or if you're interested in making contact and, and having a chat with other Wikipedians, uh, then the, the Skype public channel is uh, our Skype public channel is really a really good way in. Um, Derova, you, you actually, there's quite a lot of content work that goes on. And uh, in fact, how often are you in the channel? Um, I'm in the channel a lot of times. I, I often have it running in the background. And when I'm working on uh, visual material, which is a lot, it's actually very easy. It's, it's hands-free. I can be in a voice chat and shoot the breeze. And it helps to pass the time while I'm working on images. Yeah, and, and Phil, you're, you're another regular there too. So, I mean, it's sort of what I'm trying to get across to people here is that if you, if you want a bit of a, a social, but you were sort of, just before we started recording, Phil, you were describing to me, because I'm actually not in the channel uh, as much as I would like to be, actually. I'm not in the channel all that much. But what sorts of conversations go on, Phil? Well, uh, today we were talking about uh, various assorted uh, featured sounds and featured sound candidates and working on... Uh, featured images. Um, uh, we we uh, make suggestions to each other. Um, uh, to, sometimes we help each other on um, getting sources, reliable sources for things. I, I d- drug up a few sources for featured picture candidacies that uh, Darova was doing. Um, uh, advice is offered to people on on sometimes on political issues a lot, but more often on on how to write this or structure this kind of article or or uh, what type of images to to try to dredge up to to from the public domain to submit to commons there's a lot of that kind of uh, discussion in general or or what uh, what D, uh, dyks should be uh, written yeah, yeah. or uh, what are gaps in our coverage in wikipedia in one area or another or, we also uh, have if if you don't mind my stepping in um we have some, uh, a lot of article writers, like people who are doing good article drives or whatever, and if they get stuck on a paragraph or they're 
just not sure how to cite a particular source or they want somebody to come along and copy edit, they'll link to the article, they'll link to what they're doing right now, they'll, they'll you know, put a link to um, their current material into the text chat, and then they'll, they'll get a little bit more. It, it's, it's very synergistic and collaborative. And in fact, just to, so to describe the real basics to people that might not know, um, Skype is, I'll describe it as a little bit easier to run than IRC, Internet Relay Chat, and not that IRC is particularly hard, but if you've ever sort of dipped your toe in there and, and found it either too complicated or perhaps, um, you know, perhaps weren't that interested in what was happening in those channels, I'd say it's probably certainly worth uh, dipping your toe in here. I'm just looking here, and we've got uh, 47 people um, in, the, in the chat room, many of whom, uh, as with a lot of channels, just sort of sit there and, you know, are quiet <laughs> for most of the time. Um, but as well as this kind of IRC-type chat window, there's quite often a, a voice conference call, all, voice, all sorts of different voice conference calls, where, you know, you can, as you say, chew the breeze and, and talk things through and get, get support or ask questions or whatever it might be. Um, so if you're, if you're listening to this uh, as a podcast and... If you think, oh, I, I don't know that I'd want to come on a podcast, I'm not that interested in the latest wiki drama or the makeup of the ARBCOM or whatever's happening wherever, you know, uh, then there's this sort of parallel stream that I'd really encourage people to, to come along and dip their toes in because um, it's quite a little community, really. Come along. Um, all are welcome. So, and it's quite straightforward. If you, if you want any advice, then I think pretty much all our talk pages are open if you're, if you're not sure how to get in. So, Swing by the Not the Wikipedia Weekly page, uh, leave a note on the talk page, or drop by any of our personal talk pages and ask them, and I'm sure we'd love to see you. May I put in a, a plug for our interface? Um, one of the great strengths of Skype is how well it transfers files, audio files, video files, um, yeah, image files, stills. Um, it has... I've transferred uh, files of over 100 megabytes, not that everybody wants to receive those, but it can go much bigger than, let's say, Gmail would. And and you get a nice little bar graph showing you how much it's transferring and what the transfer rate is and so forth. So you don't, you're not just staring into some black box hoping that it eventually makes it there, and then it coughs and sputters and says, we can't do that. <laughs> and, just, and that really... Particularly in image restoration work, that's that's got to be you know just uh, practically speaking. If I'm right, you you share images with other editors, right? Who then maybe help you out with their opinions or with indeed a bit of work, and then send them back. That's what's actually happening in this channel. Oh yeah, and and featured sound, uh, you know, candidacy collaborations. You'll have one person find something in the archive, and another person um, edits it. While the first person is is looking up all of the the data, you know, in order to fill out the paperwork side of it. It's very it's it's nice because you can spread the work around a little bit and still get quality results. Yeah, well, that here's another good. Uh, let go me ahead, Phil. Go ahead, Phil. Uh, let me just give another example. So, in the case of the the first balloon, the Montgolfi brothers balloon, uh, Derova found the image, I believe, and did the restoration on it. And then um, Shoemaker, uh, Shoemaker's Holiday, then went and did the research on the units that are written on the in the the archaic pre-metric units written on the document. And I went and did the translation. So the three of us working together, I don't know if there was anybody else involved, but all three of us, we each did a little piece, 
And then all that was brought together, and that turned into a featured picture. Uh, I think it has. Has it, yeah. Karova? Yeah, it's gotten promoted. Um, Shoemaker was also doing some of the stuff with the um, with the image restoration because he is just he's a genius with um, engravings, and he, I'm learning from him in that medium, and and he's great with that. Plus, you know, both of you doing some of the the technical research. That was the um, first man balloon flight that took place in France in 1783, and I found a period, uh, I guess you could call it a poster, describing it from 1786 that included the engineering data, but it was all in archaic French pounds and feet, which are different from American pounds and feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say, just on that, that leads us very nicely into a, into a discussion of all things featured, which we're going to go into in a sec. But one other little technical advert is that I've now managed to figure out how to get an RSS feed together. So if you're an iTunes uh, user or if you're, a, uh, <laughs> I don't know, another program which uses RSS user, uh, then you can now subscribe to our iTunes feed, which you'll find in the top right-hand side of our wiki page. Uh, which is uh, wittingly, wittily titled on brand new cat feed. Get it? Um, there it is, RSS in the top right-hand corner. And we're also searchable on iTunes, um, where I believe you can also leave reviews. I'm not sure. I haven't even gone to check, but um, there you go. That's news there. Now, aside from the RSS and the technical stuff and the, and the background on the channel, uh, we're going to move on to talk about all things featured, because the current topic in our, in our Skype chat window is don't get mad, get featured. Uh, and it's it's really in a nutshell. That's if you're getting a bit stressed or frustrated, or if you find yourself burning out in any way, it is a fantastic reaction to think bugger that of whatever particular conflict you're dealing with, and you know wandering off and going and contributing some featured content elsewhere. Um, now, Darova and I were just chatting before we started pressing record, before we pressed record, um, about the fact that I don't actually have any featured credits to my name yet. Um, so I'm uh, I'm feeling rather guilty on that front, and I'm going to have a look at it. Um, but I thought we might cover now just a little bit on the different types of featured uh, content at Wikipedia. And, you know, obviously featured articles is pretty much the, um, you know, the leader in that sense. There's 2,161 featured articles. And if you want to write a featured article, there are some fantastic guides out there. I personally would recommend Giano's Fool's Guide to, Reaching, uh, Fool's Guide to Writing a Featured Article. That's a very well-written, amusing essay, and it's spot on in, in almost every way. Um, but aside from articles, did you know that we've got featured pictures, featured lists, featured portals, featured topics, and featured sounds? Um, I'll just give you a bit of the stats right now before we go into a general conversation. We've got um, 1,274 featured pictures. We've got 860 featured lists. We've got 134 featured portals. Uh, we've got 72 featured topics. And we've got 20 featured sounds. 10% of which, I believe, are due to you, Derova. Uh Yes, well, it sounds really good until you find out what the total number we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that high. Um, yeah, uh, featured sounds are, are kind of the, the stepchild of the featured content system, and I've been, I've been encouraging a lot of people. The, the field is so wide open right now that a lot of the low-hanging fruit has left yet to be picked. I've got two candidates up right now, and these are really pretty obvious calls. I've got John F. Kennedy's Ich bin ein Berliner speech at the Berlin Wall. And I've got um, Dwight Eisenhower's, President Eisenhower's farewell address, the military-industrial complex speech. 
And these, thank goodness to U.S. government public domain, that's basically why we're doing those, no, no slight to other countries, but my own, my own country's uh, government public domain is very, very generous. Um, you know, Sounds like there's some animals in the background who are howling their support. Yes, yes, the <laughs> local puppy. Uh, <laughs> nothing I can do about him or her. So anyway, so we've got these th- wonderful things that really, they deserve a place in the encyclopedia. I mean, if you go and you want to read about the Berlin Wall, um, you know, now when you go to the page, you can get an audio clip of the full Berlin Wall speech. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's awesome. And, uh, and you, when did you first start getting into featured sound? Nah, I suspect, I suspect Rover has just gone to deal with the, uh, the puppy for a moment. Phil, have you got any featured content credits to your name? Yeah, I've got a, a small handful, depending on how you count them. I've certainly assisted with a few, and they're, they're basically three that I put a substantial amount of work into, um, either in, um, on the talk page or in the building the article itself. So the one in building the yeah. article itself, which I, which I participated a lot in, is Introduction to Evolution. But I, I was also deeply involved in the discussions. And when I say deeply, I mean many, many hundreds of, of edits worth on the talk pages and the FAC pages of both Intelligent Design and Evolution. So it's a pretty substantial it- investment. And they're, they're all, are they all articles, those three? Those are all articles, yeah. I don't have, I've helped with featured pictures, as I just mentioned, and um, I'm helping with something that should be a featured sound. But, uh, yeah, I haven't done much besides articles. It interested me, just chatting earlier, just to sort of let people know as well, I think this is something that's worth getting out there, that uh, the featured article, Phil, how many edits and, and how long a period did it take you to, to get just on one of your articles that, or one of the articles you were working on? Roughly, what was your commitment? Okay, in the case, uh, I would say typically, uh, say, for example, in the case of, well, it depends on which one we're talking about, but in Introduction to, to Evolution, uh, I think I, ha- I took several hundred edits uh, on my part and I had two or three Partners that also put in several hundred edits each. I think I had the second highest number there. And um, first we went for GA, and that was very difficult. And then it took a couple of two or three tries to get it towards FA, each each try taking about a mu- four, five, six weeks. And then the final one we were successful on. And um, it was... So it I was, think you... you you take my point that the, the FA is like a gold standard. It's pretty, it's a large commitment. It's a, it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, and, you know, it's going to take some time. And we've already mentioned, you know, there's a few guides out there and more advice. What's perhaps lesser known is that certainly in things like the, you know, the, the, the sounds and pictures area, um, certainly sounds, it, there's, there's some, it, it's a new thing, really. There are only 20 featured sounds at the moment. So if, if any editors out there have an interest in, finding out even a bit more about how to do it, or if they've got an interest in, you know, from political speeches through to early recordings, through to public domain recordings of important political events, you know, whatever they may be, or, you know, anything that anything at all of encyclopedic um, value. Um, there's some, well, what you might call low-hanging fruit. There's the chance to get quite a few featured credits and to, 
and to really, really make a difference. Um, that's what interested me about the sounds. What was the sounds one you worked on, Phil? Uh, yeah, I've got it right now. It's a actually a a song from uh, somebody, a, a musician from Bermuda, I think. It's either Barbados or Bermuda, and um, Darova actually drug it up. It's called the Flag Sound, and it's a recording from 1940. And there's a little bit of interference um, where somebody's telling the person after he's already started started playing, saying, you know, um, go ahead. And that'll have to be edited out, and maybe a, a few other edits to clean it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then it's it's going to be indicative of a certain style of music um, from a certain era, early in yeah, yeah. the. In can, you, can you play it? Do you have a Do you have a sound playable by any chance? Uh, I don't know if I can play it in here in this chat, or it, I probably could if I if I practice a little bit. I. I okay, we'll, we'll come back to that. That's just, yeah, that's, we've covered the sounds Maybe there quite nicely. Time I, can, I can do some tests and I can figure out how to play a sound in here. I know I, people can do it. I just want to mention that while we've been doing this recording, I've been doing an image restoration of uh, a wrecked German ammunition train from uh, World War One, and I'm just about ready to upload it, actually. I've been, I've been working on a featured uh, content drive this whole time. <laughs> Yeah. There you go, fact, featured, <laughs> featured material live. <laughs> in fact, I might mention here as a little bit of a plug, Dorova has, she made a commitment, I think it was July 4th, to mm-hmm. have at least one piece of featured content every submitted every day since July 4th. Now, this is what, July, uh, I guess, depending on where you are in the world, it's either July 29th or 30th. So she's had one per day from July 4th through July 29th slash 30th. Well, actually, I've got one up for the 30th already because I, okay. I I turn over at UTC. So, um, yeah, right. I, so I want one for you today. You're also nudging 100, I gather, Dorova. Um, I have 90 credits, 90 featured credits so far in five out of the six categories. I don't have a topic yet. I might co-nominate one soon. And... Um, I have ten more candidacies up underway right now, but one of them might not pass. So, you know, I need to get some more. <laughs> but I'm actually not in the lead. Um, there is, and I'm trying to get him. There is an Australian. You'll be very proud, who has 107 featured picture credits, and this is what's amazing. He's 12 years old. Wow. Yeah. What's the username? Uh, Fear F I R. Zero 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 two. He is a gifted young photographer who goes out and shoots the local birds and flowers and insects and you know just the small things around in his community. And he looks up the species data. And he's been editing since he was eight. Probably when he was first doing this, he needed a little bit of help, but by now he's very independent and he just has. Um, he has a photographer's eye. He he has something at 12 that many people don't have at 40. <laughs> and uh, very tested. He's very polite. He's he's a joy to work with. And, and frankly, he puts a lot of grown-ups to shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of him. Yeah, that's fantastic. We'll have to try and persuade him onto Skype at some point, maybe. Oh, I've been urging him. I've been urging yeah, him. Like I work on him, too. Great. <laughs> Why not? Cool, so that's all things featured. Uh, we'll move along just to um, 
to my next topic, actually, which is what do we do when we don't know what to do? Uh, I think this is a conundrum facing Wikipedia on lots of levels in lots of areas. Um, what do we do when we don't know what to do? Uh, what, do what do I mean by that? Uh, <laughs> I guess what I mean is in particularly uh, when you have contentious blocks and bans and then the consequences of them, how, how the fallout, you know, where the cards fall and all of that stuff. Uh, and I've noticed this, there are a few sort of conversations recently, both on notice boards and and around the place, about it, completely independent um, editors who have fallen into you know various problems, um, uh, and for one reason or another have either been indefinitely blocked or banned. And then uh, when we have a sort of when we try and have a discussion, for instance, at a notice board to decide what to do. Uh, quite often, there's a tendency where you know the more people discuss thing, the more discuss something, the more the, the more the conversation tends toward attrition. Nobody can decide anything. Uh, that that's in in the case of editorial, uh, sorry, editors' conduct. But it it happens in the bigger picture too. I'm interested in in BLP areas, as as you guys all know, I think. Uh, and there's an area that it's something that you can very quickly get a strong consensus of of, of influential and uh, intelligent Wikipedia editors that there's an issue there that's something you know there's an issue there to address. Uh, what you can't get any sort of agreement on uh, is is any sort of structure or specific way forward like what we should do, um, and that's when the arguments start and nothing tends to happen. Uh, we were talking briefly before the recording about flagged revisions. That's a you know an innovation that's we're looking at the German encyclopedia with some interest because they got this flag revision kind of test set up working uh, and it's working and it's, it's very interesting and very good but of course uh, it, it's not immediately obvious where the English Wikipedia community can talk about it where you know because there's going to be as soon as we start to talk about it at a notice board or in a certain area uh, the voices uh, we get additional voices and we get uh, sort of the room divides into not just two angry factions but about 22 uh, and the net result is is kind of this this uh, terrible inertia and this attrition that we can't confront uh, the problem. We can't do anything about it. Uh, and I'm just wondering. I'll go to you first, Phil. Do you sort of uh, do you follow that at all? Does is my thinking there making any sense? And have you got any sort of uh, responses or answers to it? Uh, yeah, I followed it a little bit. Um, I think the <laughs> the experiment on on the German Wikipedia was extremely interesting. Um, it, I do think that it really depends on how it's implemented on on Wikipedia, English Wikipedia itself, uh, what the response will be. What I would suggest that people try, and I've made this suggestion for many things besides flag revisions, is what we should do, or we shouldn't be afraid to do, is to just, if possible, I don't know if the software allow this, but Try it on a small subset of English Wikipedia. Try it on a subset of 100,000 articles, which is a pretty big chunk, actually, but only a small fraction of English Wikipedia, maybe some in some special topic or something, and try it for six months or a year and see how the dynamics evolve, see if it's helpful or not, or if we should try a slightly different approach. I mean, there are many different parameters, apparently, you can set for and, and choose for implementing one of these flag revisions. And let's just do a small-scale experiment so that people aren't really kind of afraid of making some immense change that maybe will drive off 
new editors. That's that's one of the biggest complaints I've heard. They they say that you'll change the dynamic and we'll discourage new editors and which are the lifeblood of the community. Which I would admit is something to be a little afraid of. So let's try it on a small scale first and see. Do we have to tweak it or should is it impossible maybe for our culture on English Wikipedia? Uh, German Wikipedia is a very different culture than we do. So maybe it's not possible here. But we would learn. We can't learn anything by a debate, which just as as a private. And does this go? I mean, that's the that's the specific flag revisions, which I'm sure we will no doubt have to return to in future conversations because it's you know it's it's definitely on the horizon or it seemingly is so, and it <laughs> although it has right. been for a while. But um, you've been involved in some you know reasonably contentious areas. Does the the sort of the bigger picture thing about uh, you know the ways wiki evolution, the way we can learn things. Like I know that you've taken a look at things like the you know the assume good faith situation and, and civility and and how we handle that. Have you found in in certain areas you know that there's, a, there's an, either an inability or an unwillingness to to act to actually you know to take the the evidence if you like or do the research and then actually change something? Yeah, I would say that's a fair description. Is we we have a lot of inertia here. And there's a kind of a tendency to, a growing tendency, I would say, uh, towards uh, leniency. So we we should be, you know, that we, we really shouldn't impose any kind of rules. We shouldn't change the rules we've got and or impose new rules. And so we just kind of get stuck in the mud. That's why I'm suggesting, you know, if you want to ref- try something different in RFA or you want to try different, something different in coaching or you want to try something different in with these flag revisions or some other area, try it on a small scale first. Try a small experiment and see how it goes. It's not yeah, so scary I, I if mean, it's just on a small scale. Yeah, and that sort of wisdom, the, the sort of, if we lose the fear of doing something by scaling it down, so you're saying, you know, in the area, in almost any area, from flag revisions through to biographies, we could take a few biographies and try a different approach. You know, that, that would that be something you'd support? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say, sure, take, you've got 250,000 biographies right now of living people. Take 10,000 that are all in some area or whatever. 10,000 and try a different set of rules or some some other set of rules for that 10,000 as a test case. Try that for six months or a year and see what it's like. See how it goes. You've hit on something interesting there, Phil, for me, because my take on it is that the... um the core problem, really, is having a rules-based system or having a rules-driven system. When you've got rules, uh, you know, they're kind of, they're not, uh, well, it's not just they're not flexible. It's, it's what, what you really need is the understanding of the principles behind them. Uh, and obviously true. what we can't do, we can't have areas of Wikipedia that have points of view <laughs> because, that, you know, so there are certain overriding principles. And I think we've got this trouble in the relationship between the rules and the principles where we sort of, We've shored up the rules to the to the point now where we've got you know you know not really much ability to be flexible and you know that's a shame. I think a lot of the rules, if you really dig into them, have little bits of inconsistency in them, and there's such a volume of material that you ask the new user to read that most new users don't bother with them. It just seems overwhelming, and so they don't bother. They they have a gut feeling the way it should be. And so they they come on and they start pushing uh, some particular agenda or some particular uh, position without realizing they might be violating some principle or some rule or 
not quite understanding exactly what the consequences might be of some particular position they are they are um, promoting. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one, and, and we'll continue to to observe. That's my, I mean, that question, what do we do when we don't know what to do, is one that I'm sort of talking with a few people about and sort of doing my own little, uh, I was going to say research, but that's too posh a word for it, just my own thinking, really, uh, and, and writing up a few thoughts. So we're, we'll return to that. Uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap up this little, um, this slightly shorter, not the Wikipedia Weekly, with a, a couple of items. Uh, first of all, Phil, you've noticed and you've had a little poke around a very cool new search. Tell us a bit about it. Ah, uh, yes. So there were several uh, former employees of Google and a couple from Alta Vista and so on that formed a new company, got a little bit of startup capital, $33 million of startup capital, to start this company called uh, CUIL or CUIL, which I guess is an Irish word. I'm not quite sure what it means. But they started this search engine. You can find it at um, www.cuil.com. And they're, they're proclaiming this is the best search engine since sliced bread, of course, which you would expect them to do, because it indexes three times as many pages as Google does. And so I thought I would try it a little bit. Interestingly, within the first hour or two, it was up. I tried some searches, and there were almost no Wikipedia entries came up in the first, oh, I don't know, first uh, 50, 100 hits on a number of topics. Now, interestingly, when when Awa DeWitt tried the same searches about 12 hours later, uh, and I tried them as well, we were getting... Wikipedia hits. So I think what they're doing is, even though they went live, they're still kind of tweaking the code a little bit, tuning it here and there, and so it's probably in a state of evolution. Even though it yeah, is, you can't I, use it. Yeah, it's, it's certainly worth a look. It's quite pretty. It's quite sort of Web 2.0-y flavor. It's got some nice interfaces. It's, you know, I, I like it on first impression. Of course, anything in the search space, you've got the, <laughs> the elephant in the room is Google, who are just so uh, dominant. Uh, and in fact, Google is something that we'll return to in the next episode too, and we'll be talking a little bit about Google nulls uh, and their effect on Wikipedia. What is a Google null? Well, it's a, it's a unit of knowledge, and they're the sort of the Google pages which may... Uh, I don't think they're actually in competition with Wikipedia at all myself, but they're certainly... Uh, related in some way. So that's that's worth a look. Um, I'd certainly give the new cool search engine a look. Uh, we'll finish off today with a little bit of uh, in the news down here, down under. We had some uh, some Aussie public servants in Australia. Some Australian public servants were um, systemically sanitising Wikipedia entries for the country's politicians and have shown MPs how to change their entries. Uh, this was a, an article written by a, a, a Sydney journalist uh, and really, it's what it says in the tin. It, it, even as you know, a year after the wiki scanner stuff, a year after people worldwide were exposed for having dabbled with their own entries, um, the, the information is still taking some time to drip through in in some quarters. Phil, did you follow that story at all? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I first ran across it actually in a post of Garova's, and so then I went and looked at a good half dozen news stories, and I was kind of surprised to see. The kind of advice the uh, the library there in Canberra had been giving, the parliamentary library had been giving, uh, a lot of the advice really struck me as pretty naive and actually even bad advice to these uh, parliamentarians down there, members of parliament in Australia. 
and actually potentially very politically embarrassing as the press digs through some of the edits these uh, politicians have made to their own uh, articles, covering up uh, scandals and things. And who knows what is going to come up? Yeah. It's it's one of those you sort of feel like. Uh, in fact, we've got an Australian chapter, or we're about to have an Australian chapter, and I think that's that may be one of the roles of the Australian chapter going forth, which is to try and get the information out there. Because it's sort of like a you know you, you hit your hit your hand your head with your face, don't you think? Oh no, you know haven't they haven't they got this yet? The kind of the nature of the sort of akashic record of, of Wikipedia, the fact that you can see what IP addresses have done what forever. Uh, and certainly a lot of people don't seem to understand how how public the edits that they're making, how easy it is to review them, etc., etc. I think also, to be honest, it was a little bit of a storm in a teacup as well. Um, so it, it doesn't seem like, you know, uh, it doesn't seem like that big a deal. Um, so I think it's it's blown over a bit now, but it did make the news down here. So it's worthy of note. If, if I could uh, add, could, oh, I'm sorry. If you don't mind if I add a little something, that it's amazing how many people just don't learn from this kind of thing now. Because um, I, uh, I, I, I've been dealing, while this thing has been in the news all over there, I've been dealing with somebody who was making um, exactly that kind of edits to, um, you know, other non-governmental topics from Australia. And I've tried, you know, and this person has sort of started a mini-edit war with me, and I've been trying to talk to this person and start a dialogue and they've been kind of rude to me and uh, yeah and and it's like you know this is somebody who's I mean I hate to say it you know assume good faith but you know when the person's only edit to a high level article is to say that a certain brand name is now the leader in you know it's sort of like okay every single edit that you're doing is promoting something or other you know reality check time and this person's kind of, you know, does this person realize they're dealing with the wiki witch of the West? I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> In fact, I think we should now, um, I think we'll close the podcast now, but just something we were talking about just before we started recording was uh, this proposal. You mentioned reality check there. And in contexts like this, you do sometimes get the impression that, that people, you know, people need a reality check. I think we should close today's podcast with a proposed, possibly in a proposed featured sound one day. Who knows? Uh, but but what did you call it, Darova? Darova's reality check, wasn't it? That's the one. <laughs> and I think we'll have to wait till next time to hear it because uh, she's just gone on mute and stepped away from the microphone for a moment. No, wait, I'm here. I'm okay. sorry. Ah, okay, Darova's <laughs> friendly neighborhood reality check. Um, and the purpose of that is for people who kind of get lost in the little wiki world and lose sight of the fact that local Wikipedia consensus can't overrule things like copyright law. You know, it's like, so why did you remove all the lyrics from that Sun article? Um, because they violate copyright. Yeah, but they're useful. Okay, so this is my answer to that. What were you thinking? And you can just save that as a little audio file and play it back. People need to hear it. Yeah, and in fact, I'm sure there's some, some. If you want to, if you're interested in the featured sound angle, and you and you want, uh, I'm sure you get a strong support from at least one member of the Not the Wikipedia Weekly crew. <laughs> if you package that up and uh, and make that into a little template that we can leave all over the wiki. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back probably in a week or sooner. Um, 
edit the wiki page, suggest some topics, get involved, all of the usual stuff. Final thoughts, Phil? Uh, well, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, just tune in the next time and see what's going on. I don't really have any particular thoughts here, but tune in the next time. Hopefully we will have, we'll have some wrap up of Wikimania or discussion of Wikimania. We certainly will. And I think we'll leave Derover. We'll have to have one more. Uh, Derover's friendly neighborhood reality check. Oh, no, I'm just going to do this, this, this one thing because while well, the whole time that we've been doing this, I've been working on a featured picture candidate and I've just added it to the Western Front of World War I, Redditor 1916 Artillery Duels and Nutrition, a wrecked German ammunition train. Wow. I'm proud of I that. Just leave it on a positive. Very impressive. Thank you. There you go. So check that out, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Ta-da.